we know that relationships are key, but we just don't systematically make that an interaction with students on a day-to-day -day basis. Project Leo makes that the focus, which we're super excited about. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I'm your host and chief goddess of the PASS Foundation, Annalise Corbin. We know the current model for education is obsolete. It was designed to create fleets of assembly line workers, not the thinkers and problem solvers needed today. We've seen the innovations that are possible within education, and it's our goal to leave the box behind and reimagine what education can look like in your own backyard. Welcome to today's episode of Learning Unboxed. As always, I am excited to talk with another great innovator in the transformative education space. And today we are going to be talking about Project Leo as a positive disruptor and how we think about what the heck we should be doing in this place we still call school. Um, and joining us today for that conversation is Stephen Eno, who is the director of Project Leo um, by the Da Vinci School. So Stephen, welcome. Welcome to the program. Hi, Annalise. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we are really, really excited about this. And to just set a little bit of context then um, for our listeners as we get started, Project Leo um, by Da Vinci Schools, and we'll talk about that piece here in a minute as well, uh, aims to be a groundbreaking project-based learning classroom platform that provides teachers with tools to personalize projects that align student interests with what they need to learn. Um, obviously named after Leonardo da Vinci, the platform is built by educators within an award-winning school network, ensuring that it meets the needs of students, teachers, parents, and future employers. So without getting into too many more details, uh, let's talk about this thing. So first and foremost, um, Stephen, let's talk about the need. So why Project Leo to begin with? Um, you know, as my listeners know, we spent a lot of time talking about PBL, um, project and problem-based um, learning. We advocate for it. We believe in it. It is the thing we should all be doing. It's the power to truly transform. Um, but why Project Leo in the midst of all of that? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for kind of setting the stage. Um, so yeah, last year uh, was my first year at Da Vinci Schools, and I uh, thankfully found my way to Da Vinci Schools after kind of working at every corner of the education mm -hmm. system, um, public schools, private schools, home schools, and ed tech startups. Um, and uh, when I came to Da Vinci Schools, they said, hey, um, we're in year 14. Um, can you just kind of take a look at what we do well, uh, maybe some gaps that we have in our project-based learning implementation, and just find something that you might be able to either scale up a best practice or solve a gap that we might be having. And I ended up zeroing in on uh, kind of the real-world learning that DaVinci does, their kind of career-connected learning. Um, we have this amazing real-world learning director, Christelle Rodriguez, and she was just kind of busy all year kind of connecting professionals with teachers. And um, there wasn't like a really smooth way to do it mm -hmm. seamlessly to get professionals into the classroom. And so we started saying, hey, what if we just made that process easier? What if we built software to make it so professionals, their interests align with student interests? We make it easy for, for teachers to kind of bring professionals in the classroom and so we built this platform and we're like, check this out to all of our teachers. We think it's going to be helpful. Um, unfortunately, there were still some teachers who were like, hey, 
but why do I need to bring a professional in the classroom? I think I'm doing a pretty good job. And so, so as soon as we I'm heard that. I'm chuckling because I know, right? How many right. times have everybody that's been in this space, we've heard the same thing, right? So it's, I'm laughing not at you, but just like, oh my gosh, I feel your pain. <laughs> totally, totally. And so we knew like right there, we needed to solve uh, kind of a lower level problem for mm-hmm. teachers um, to help them recognize the value that professionals could bring um, into the classroom. And so uh, at the same time, it was right when ChatGPT kind of came out um, in mm-hmm. uh, November, December of, of last year. And I started playing with it and I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> like, I think this can be very helpful. In particular, I thought like I thought of my mentor, uh, her name's Kathy Clemmer. She um, was my math teacher in high school and was my mentor when I first started teaching. And she built this pedagogy called CMAST at Loyola Marymount University. And she kind of tried to help math and science teachers teach the way that she teaches. Um, but there was always a challenge to her pedagogy in that she had this amazing capability of like getting to know students within two weeks. Like she knew exactly what made them click. Mm-hmm. She knew how to inspire them, connect them to the math that she was teaching. And that was really hard to teach other teachers because it was like just this, this, yeah. personality yeah. trait, this kind of intrinsic thing that she had. And so when I saw ChatGPT, I was like, oh, maybe I can play with how we learn about students, their interests, and how we connect our content to student mm-hmm. interests. And I realized ChatGPT did a really good job of generating personalized project ideas that did exactly what my mentor did yeah. um, naturally, kind of inspiring students to learn and, and mm-hmm. have an interest in the content. So that's kind of what spawned Project Leo is we had this career-connected learning platform we were playing with, ChatGBT came out, we realized we could personalize projects and do what my mentor does. And we combined them and we said, okay, what if we uh, created this tool that allowed teachers to have personalized projects in the classroom? So we knew that that was a stretch for a lot of teachers because it's just it's just too hard to have a personalized mm-hmm. project for every student. And as soon as we solve that, or so they think, right? right, right. Or so, so they, they think, think exactly. right? Because the reality is, it's not. Yes. But that is the thing we go. We we've not been back to one of your earlier points, and then I'll let you finish. Yeah. But I just want to reiterate because we are not currently and haven't for a very long time, right, been preparing teachers to teach this way, the way your mentor was so successful, right? That's lucky. Like you said, she had this great personality that teed into that. But our teacher prep programs, most but not all, let's be let's be real, real fair, right? Um, just don't do this. Even PBL in many institutions of post-secondary is still like, and if you have time, you can, right? As opposed to this should be the norm and we're still struggling against all of that. So you've got this huge group of people who it's not so much that they're unwilling necessarily, but they don't know how. And we are still stuck in systems that say on Tuesday, we must do X instead of every student can have a voice and have some free form in this space. So um, just to sort of reiterate that, it's absolutely a real thing. It's a real problem we still have. Totally. And you're spot on. And and that's exactly what we want to do is we want to open up that opportunity for teachers to realize, oh, wait, I could do this. And so, mm-hmm. so Project Leo is that we realize, okay, if we can just provide one tool and that one tool just makes it super easy for teachers to say, okay, here's my standard that I want to teach. I'm going to lock that in for my students so that every student is at least aligned to the standard I want to teach. And then I'm going to open up another input box that says, okay, students, just put in your interests. And let's just now make it super easy 
That's all the teachers have to do. Um, on the back end, we then make our calls to open AIs, API, and we generate project ideas. So we generate five project ideas per kind of query. Um, and then we also generate milestones and details for that project. So a student now has five choices to say, okay, I can now explore this standard that my teacher wants me to learn in a way that I'm super interested in. And then, so now we have over 3000 projects generated and data points that says like, okay, here's what students like, um, here's what teachers like, um, and here's what's generating the most meaningful projects for these personalized projects uh, in Project Leo. So that's kind of the starting point. And we realized, okay, this is great. Teachers now can uh, at least try it out, can see what it's like to have personalized projects and so in my classes, that's what I'm doing. And what, what we're realizing is I just have the background of coaching student projects in a diverse area in, in engineering, but uh, not every teacher is going to be used to that feel of like, oh, now there's 30, there's 30 projects that I have to manage. And so that's where we're now creating additional calls to AI or realizing, okay, um, teachers still can teach the lessons that they like to teach to develop the skills. Um, and then one, a, a students, their students are working on the projects, applying those skills in 30 different ways. We are uh, creating additional features to support teachers in terms of getting students unstuck, knowing when to kind of let them grapple with some challenging problem solving versus when to step in and inspire um, and give them the resources they need. Um, so the, this is how Project Leo is developing as like kind of the, the, the classroom system um, that supports teachers and students in developing personalized projects. But we haven't forgot about the career-connected learning. Um, and so we want to make sure we are uh, continuing to kind of build on what DaVinci does really well. And so what we're doing, the, whole, the way Project Leo works is once you have that project, you are going to work through it and you make a project post um, that captures your learning and captures your work at least once a week. Um, and so what that does is it gives students a portfolio of their work and their progress. And instead of just having one teacher give feedback, to the students on their projects, we want a community of feedback. And so we're bringing our real world learning network into Project Leo and we are, we're having professionals give feedback on those student project posts um, alongside the teachers. And so it does a couple things. It, it, it makes it so that students are hearing different voices and getting different perspectives. Um, it makes it so the, the mastery level assessment of those project posts are much more meaningful since it's coming from professionals as well as teachers. Um, and then it also begins to develop student professional networks. Um, one of the things that continues to be heartbreaking to me is that like, uh, like I saw an article last week that the top 0.1% of wealth uh, in the U.S., those students are the ones that are getting into the Ivy Leagues twice as likely as other students. Um, and so what we're hoping to do is we're hoping to make it so that it's just more equitable. Students are being judged by professionals based on their work, um, not based on who they know. And so we, we're hoping that just by doing uh, these portfolios inside the classroom. Every student right, now has the right. ability to build a portfolio, to connect with professionals, and then hopefully open up doors based on what they're capable of, not not just who they know. Um, so that that's the kind of the impetus for Project Leo and how we've we've come to where we are today. Yeah, I and I love everything about it. So I'm I, I am in fact super super excited. My brain is just churning, and I've got so many connections. It's like, oh my gosh, I need to connect Stephen with. And my list in my head is just roaring. So uh, you know, as um, you know, full disclosure to listeners, when we get you know finished recording, Stephen and I are going to have an ongoing conversation. But um, a couple of things, you know, that that I just I want to point out, but also want to 
ask you about. So the first one is, um, I want to applaud you and the school and everybody involved in this project for recognizing that that audience of one is not authentic. Right. Um, and so by shifting the evaluation and the feedback mechanism to a broad, authentic audience that is not a singular teacher. Right. Um, that is incredibly powerful. And it's also freeing. I guess that's the other thing that I wanted to sort of jump in here, because one of the things that we hear all the time when folks are finally shifting into more of applied teaching and learning opportunity um, or problem or project-based, um, whichever PBL um, acronym you want to run with. Um, one of the things that we hear all the time is, you know, how much extra work it is. And it's, it is extra work to get started, to retool yourself, to upskill ourselves as a teacher, to make this my new norm. However, once it becomes your new norm, if you're doing it well and you're doing it correctly, it's actually less work for the teacher because it's that authentic audience, the students themselves collaboratively, um, the outside world, other teachers, these professionals, right, who are actually lending a huge piece of the workload that we have every day. So again, I, I say all of that just to applaud the fact that um, organizationally you recognize the power of that authentic audience and it is not, nor will it ever really be, you know, authentic as an audience of one. And you're in your 100% spot on our goal with Project Leo is to help teachers recognize um, mm -hmm. what's like, like, Teachers do so much at schools. Like, like you, they, we have so much on our plates, and and I have spent months. Like, I at my one of my last schools, I had a team. I team taught with a couple other teachers. We combined social entrepreneurship, engineering, and design, and we would spend lunchtime for a month. Like, okay, what's our next project? Here's how. Here's what. Let's design it this way. And so we would spend hours and hours and hours on the front end thinking we were developing the perfect project um and what like all of that work and effort like still had like a ceiling of we'd be lucky if we got to 35 percent of our students like really excited about the project just because it didn't come from the students like it like we were doing an okay job but it wasn't the students idea yes we would get lucky and hit like 30 percent of the students like and find their interest but there was still a majority of the class that were like, I guess I'll do this for a grade, but it's not something I'm super interested in. Um, and so all of that planning with Project Leo, its capability of creating really meaningful personalized projects, that goes out the window. So you save on the front end, you save a ton of time on the front end, because now every kid's excited. I tell my students, hey, the only requirement for this project is that you're at a nine out of 10 excitement level. Keep doing our project generation until you're at a nine out of 10. And once you're there, okay, we have you hooked into this, this content to this lesson. Um, so on the front end, we have a much better projects for students. We're saving time for teachers. And then on the back end, exactly like you said, with only one teacher giving feedback, it's, in, it's like, we always end up with that stack of feedback, like stack of papers. And we're like, okay, I guess I'll just check the box and like give minimum feedback because I don't have hours and hours and hours to give great feedback for every single student. And so instead of just checking the box, we now have support on the back end of giving feedback from this community. And so we're saving teachers on the back end as well. Um, and so that's the hope is that we're just making it clear to teachers that like, hey, this is actually easier. It's more rewarding. It's more fun. Teachers get to you know, like get to know their students at a much deeper level. Um, it would normally take me months to learn very like specific things about my students, 
But since they're they're putting their interest in day one, and I can see that fire in their eyes about like what they're passionate about, I'm like, oh, tell me why you like fishing so much. And this like quiet student who I probably wouldn't have gotten to know well until the end of the year, he's like, oh yeah, I go fishing every week and I'm by myself out on my canoe. I have my own setup and I'm actually making custom fishing uh, lures because I, I there's just this one type of fish I can't get to. I'm like, oh my gosh, that story happened day two. And it only happened because of Project Leo unearthing that interest for that particular student. Um, so it, it like we know that relationships are key, but we just don't systematically make that an interaction with students on a day-to-day basis. Project Leo makes that the focus, which we're super excited about. Yeah. Yeah. And I love all the the boxes that it ticks, right? Student voice right up front, student autonomy. Oh my gosh, that's that's the best because we know great transformation can't happen unless we embrace that first. Um, you know, there, there are lots of things and super, super successful um, programs, you know, and, and I, for better or worse, have, have been all over the world seeing just, just amazing things. And what I can tell you is when I pull them apart and I've had folks, you know, come to, to workshops that I've done about these, there, there are five things that you see in all of the truly, truly successful programs that are happening. And they all have these five things. They don't all look the same. In fact, mostly they, they look different, but it's super, super consistent. Um, and the one that everything has to start with, of course, is embracing that student autonomy, that opportunity for students to make choice. And I love that you lead with that. And, you know, you found the ancillary that says, oh, no, by the way, because of the way we're doing this, we have this great opportunity to actually get to know these students as humans. Um, that's super near and dear to me. So I appreciate that. I also love that this is mastery um, based, that you are, you are looking for mastery um, of one of the other, I call them the five Kevlar threads. That's one of the others. Um, and so, so it's there. Um, the PBL element, um, the best part, of course, is that um, you know it's um, transdisciplinary as well, which gets me to the other thing that's super interesting that I love about this is you know that you're you're also helping teachers understand that they don't have to be the sole expert in the room, right? Because, you know, to your perfect example, you know, teacher Stephen, you may or may not know a darn thing about fishing and especially the feeding habits of a particular type of fish, right? You know, and so suddenly think about the expertise, the content knowledge that's being generated. You you preloaded a standard um, into Project Leo that you wanted all your kids to meet, but the reality is that kid through that project and it's the same for every kid who's engaging in this, is, is actually mastering so many more standards and standards well beyond the content that you, the teacher, are responsible for. Yeah, yeah you're spot on. And, and I think that really showed up. We, we just finished up our first six-week project and, and we're doing six-week project cycles for various reasons, but we had a reflection opportunity last yesterday in my classes um, and I talked, so I kind of talked a little bit about the goal of Project Leo and, and I talked about this, this, I, I called it a little spectrum from like, okay, on one side you have like, you're told exactly what to do and how to do it and you just go do it. So, um, that's one side of learning. And I was like, for better or worse, that still shows up for a lot of our students. And then on the other side of the spectrum, it's independent learning. Like you drive your project, you kind of figure out what's next. You, yes, you ask for help, but you are the one that is exploring, learning, and really driving your own independent projects. And I had a student uh, have this quote, and I think this is what I would love for every teacher to hear is like, students like, hey, Mr. Eno, 
in, in hearing you talk about that spectrum, students don't lack the ability to do independent work. They just don't know where to look or what questions to ask. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like let's un, like, let's un, like dig on that a little bit more. Let's unpack that. And I'm like, that's exactly what Project Leo's trying to just guide you to. Like, you don't have the life experience to ask what this tool is or where this, like what's next. But through Project Leo, we can basically say, here's what you want to do. And here's some questions to ask. We can prod them along the way. Um, and that's pretty much all I do as a teacher. And, and one of my students who's considered the expert in uh, Vex Robotics, because he has experience. He was funny because he was like, yeah, guess what? Every time any of you asked me a question and I helped you out, guess what I did? I just pointed you to a YouTube link and I said, go. And it worked every single time. And so I'm like, that's amazing for our expert Vex Robotics person to say, you know what? I don't have to be there and teach you every little thing, but I do want to provide you the tools and the resources to let you learn um, and go on your own. Um, so students are recognizing this and they're building that independent skill set just by being in this community, this classroom where students are are kind of at the wheel of driving their own projects. Yeah, yeah. I love it so much. You know, yay, 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 yay. <laughs> You guys go, this rocks. Okay, so given that, I, I can guarantee you that we've got listeners that are like, okay, this is the coolest thing. How do I get it? Yeah, so right now we're kind of in our beta phase. We, we do have our public website, projectleo.net. You can click on the try it out button and you will have access to our Ikigai project builder. Um, so we're, that's what we call our project generator, Ikigai. If, if our listeners aren't aware, it's just the, the Japanese term for reason for being. Um, and that's just the framework that we've been using to help students recognize, like, it's more than just a grade. We want you to figure out what your, your passions are, how it aligns with what the world needs, um, and really build projects towards understanding who you are as a student and who you are as a person. Um, and then build that Ikigai portfolio along the way. Um, so yeah, so so anybody can go to www.projectleo.net, um, click on try it out and build projects. So they'll have um, personalized projects generated so they can see what that looks like. We are still building out kind of our entire workflow to bring on schools and bring on teachers. Um, we really want to make sure that we have all the but like bugs figured out. We want to make sure that we have the classroom protocols figured out. I'm basically staying a month or two ahead of all the other teachers at DaVinci. So I'm, I went all in day one this school year. We have about 20 teachers throughout all of our DaVinci schools. They're kind of this, okay, let me see how, how Stevino does it. And then I'm going to do it a little bit behind them, behind him. Now that we have more teachers testing it and implementing it, and we're realizing, okay, this is working. Um, we have the infrastructure we need. Um, we're probably about uh, a few weeks away from really opening it up for additional uh, beta testers to get into the system um, and help us help us build this thing. And so, yeah, we want to make sure we have all the data security things that we need to, to have in place before we really uh, start sharing out more broadly. But anybody who's interested, I'd be happy to kind of get a, a beta account so, so people can start trying it out. Yeah, absolutely. I suspect you're going to have some requests for that. Um, and then just with that in mind, so for folks who go to the website and, you know, give give a tryout or get a beta account um, just for full transparency, because we are, in fact, dealing with students and we are dealing with minors. So first and foremost, is data being generated that's student specific? And if so, then where is that data and that knowledge being housed and how is it being protected? 
Yeah. So right now, everything is on a, a server that's in-house at DaVinci Schools. We have not yet deployed to the cloud. We don't. We just want to make sure we have all our, our ducks in a row before we really start growing. One of the things that we're doing to protect student data is, um, again, we're trying to get as little data about students other than their interests. All we really care about is what you're interested in. Um, we don't. We don't want to try to be the transcript provider. We're not going to be like the power schools of the world. What we do want to be is like we want to be that place where portfolios can be generated based on interest. In terms of also protecting our students, just in terms of how their data is being released beyond the schools, our professionals only see posts anonymously. So we don't want professionals to be able to say like, like anybody know anybody's names. Um, they just see the, the work. And so they're giving feedback on the work and they can follow a student anonymously and say, wow, that student's doing amazing work. I just want to follow them and see their portfolio. And if they want to uh, offer an internship, they can then reach out directly to the school. And so the school can still be that kind of manager of that relationship um, with professionals to connecting to their students. Um, we just want to make sure like we are helping the, the most talented, the most skilled, the most dedicated students kind of rise to the top and make it easy for professionals to identify talent that they can bring in um, through internships and jobs uh, in the future. Uh, so we are kind of making sure we have all of the data securities in place um, before we really kind of um, start growing. And so, so, yeah, still in the early stages, we still have a, a long way to go, but we're very excited about what we're seeing with our students so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it just, it was a question that needed to be asked because I know people are thinking about it. So let's just put it out there, right? You know, one of the other things that I think is really interesting, and I always love to sort of think about, um, you know, as we sort of think about sort of the um, for the full spectrum of the conversation that we're having. Obviously, uh, Project Leo is super cool, doing incredible things. And I think it's just more, more to come in that sense. But I would imagine that, you know, along the way, you bumped up against things that surprised you as you were sort of crafting this out. And so I'm super curious about that, right? Because we, we talk about all the amazing things, right? But I also like to talk about, uh, but then, you know, here is the place that we've really sort of struggled with this or something that we didn't think about or we needed to think about very differently once we started at implementation. I'm really curious about what, if you have an example of something along those lines. Yeah, I have many. Um, I think I'll, I'll start with a couple. Um, one of the big surprises for me, like when ChatGPT first came out, I immediately showed it to my students and I was like, oh, yeah. hey, this is a game changer. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to teach you how to use it. And I showed them how to use it to craft their, like, get ideas for essays, like to get feedback mm-hmm. on essays. I showed them how to do it, like, full. And I was like, just go play with this, get, generate images do whatever you can you're going to want to learn this and the rest of your teachers were like what are you doing yes exactly and so that was a big (laughs) aha for me i was like okay not everyone's going to see technology the same way i do and so that's why we really pivoted like okay maybe students shouldn't have and and i changed my mind on that um as well like okay maybe students shouldn't have full access to these tools right away maybe they should have it kind of in a very controlled way so they can learn oh this is what it's helpful for and learn how to use it in a responsible way before getting full access to everything. Again, I don't know what the right answer to that is. I just know that many, mm-hmm. many teachers uh, are afraid of of what can be done. Oh, they're ter- right. terrified. They're absolutely terrified of this, right? You know, if you think about all the conversations that are in the news about how do we how do we now create software to detect the software that create, yeah. right? You know, and you know, 
my perspective, certainly our perspective is this is the wrong conversation. You're, you know, you're asking the right, these tools exist. It's no different than the conversation and the fears we had about when the internet showed up and now we can Google something. Exactly. Right. We, we had the exact same, oh my gosh, this is going to be the end of the five paragraph essay. Oh, you know, you know, we're, we're in the exact same space. We're just X number of years. Fast forward. It's a tool that exists. It's not going away. So then let's just change the way we teach, right? As opposed to saying, let's turn this off because as soon as we shut the door or we think we shut the door, you know, our, our kids are way smarter than we are. And they're so they savvy, find ways. Right? Yep, yep. guaranteed they already have, right? So why are we spending any resources, time, energy, or effort no. on having a conversation that's not relevant? Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. And and that's so so yeah, so I I think what, what the hope is that we're at least giving teachers an on-ramp ramp to say, you know what, this is behind the scenes. I can still use AI tools in my classroom. So so that's why, okay, I, uh, that was one of the challenges early on in terms of getting adoption. Um, I think the, the, the second other challenge is like in terms of the classroom management, like we have an amazing lab with tons of materials. Um, I realized that materials management and how students interact with materials management is actually like a much higher priority and a big, big influencer of success in the classroom than I realize. And when I say that, it's like students get excited about a project and then they immediately want to go to the most expensive version of that project. <laughs> and so, which is totally, which is awesome. But the learning doesn't necessarily always happen by jumping to the most expensive version of that project. Um, and so what I've been helping them work through is like, hey, we want to like kind of work our way up to that. We want to make sure we test assumptions, make sure we understand exactly what's going on with lower fidelity versions of this project with less cost, less expensive materials. Once you can show me that you really understand what's going on, you know how to program it on Arduino, you know how like you're going to connect this with wood or whatever it is, then yeah, sure, let's jump to the CNC machine and let's start to build some custom parts in, out of aluminum or whatever it is. But it was it was hard for students to hear no, we're not going to buy that right away. And so now I'm building that into the project management. And, right, and for, right. for everyone who's listening, I also have a Substack, projectleo.substack.com, where I'm just writing about everything I'm learning. Um, and I think that is going to might be the more important resource than the software itself, because I'm just learning a ton building on a, my, on my mentor's pedagogy yeah. and recognizing, hey, I want to share this out. And I want other teachers just to be able to, to learn from what I'm learning uh, every day in the classroom doing this, this work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's probably going to be the most insightful opportunity uh, for, for others is to sort of dig into uh, to what you're writing about. So appreciate that very much. I always like to close the program recognizing that folks get excited about the things that they hear, and they really are not sure how to get started. Um, and so I think one of the things that's super interesting about Project Leo is that it provides the opportunity potentially, right, for an individual teacher who says, I'm ready to leap, but the rest of my colleagues are not, or this is not a priority for my school, to be able to toe in and be their own pilot, their own demonstration for others. So for that teacher that's out there, that's, that's, that's willing, what, what recommendations, what, what do you tell them as they decide to, to take that leap? So, hey, we love all of the those teachers who want to take that leap. I would say, yeah, 
go right to projectleo.net, um, reach out to me. Um, I would be happy to talk you through kind of my early goings with it. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is like really identifying what is like that fundamental skill that drives your class. Um, and if you can synthesize that in a sentence, it's like, it's not easy, but it's actually really fun work to like, okay, here's the one skill that is the most important. I want to put it in a sentence. Once you have that sentence, that sentence then becomes a core of your class for Project Leo because students can then be like, okay, that's exactly what I'm learning. I'm going to put that in Project Leo and generate personalized projects. And then you can always come back to that one sentence throughout the class as students are building these projects. Um, so that's where I would start um, is just boil it down. And, and I actually have a whole framework of like layering um, buckets of skills in, in these sentences. Um, and but but that's the work that I think drives everything. And once you can share that clearly with your students, then they're off to the races and Project Leo can help them with their personalized projects ideas. Um, and then that culture starts to really build around those fundamental skills manifesting itself in the ways that students are interested in. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. One follow-up question. So what's your sentence, Stephen? Uh, so so for my four classes, so I teach all mechanical engineering classes. I'll just give you my high-level mechanical engineering for the pathway. Basically, I tell students, hey, mechanical engineering is just learning how to make systems that move consistently and that solve problems for humans. So if you can do that, make a system that moves and solves a problem, you're a mechanical engineer. Um, And then I break it down into all my other classes. (laughs) Yeah, that's spectacular. Um, Excellent. You know, Stephen, thank you so much. Uh, First and foremost, for the work that you're doing and your enthusiasm, you clearly love what you do and you love making a difference for your colleagues and for your students. And we just need more and more of you um, and and, and others that um, are inspiring in that space. So first and foremost, thank you for the work that you're doing, but also thank you for taking time out of that work to uh, join us today. We really appreciate you coming on Learning Unboxed. Of course, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education.